All right. Welcome back to the 215 Seamer podcast. We're going to be doing a quick short right here to put out to all of you for a preview for the National League Division Series matchup of 2023 of the Atlanta Braves versus our own Philadelphia Phillies. I'm here with Michael Culp. My name is Matt Kerwin, and we are here to do some matchups as well as how we think this is going to play out and how many games, who's winning, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) All right, Michael. And those of you who don't know, Michael, our very own Michael, is actually in Atlanta. He is attending game one today. He will be getting us some photos and footage from his section. If you're an Atlanta Braves fan, do not go to section 235. That is true. I'm going to be causing hell for every single Braves fan inside that stadium. <laughs> I'm going to be yelling at I'm going to be yelling at Spencer Strider from the bullpen where the game, honestly, if I don't get kicked kicked out, I probably did something wrong. I love to hear it. That's probably the most Philly thing you've ever heard, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without any further ado. We thought, Michael and I thought it would be good to do, to clear up some of the mystery behind it, because there's a lot of pundits, there's a lot of content creators, podcasts that think that they know baseball and talk about baseball and actually have no clue what they're saying or talking about when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. Now, the thing is this, this is coming from Phillies fans. This is obviously going to be biased in some ways, but Michael and I can be very objective when it comes to stats and when it comes to any type of prediction on who is the better player in the matchup. And the things that you need to keep in mind is that all of these other people out there have people that do their research for them and they're actually not doing the research and have no idea what they're talking about. We see the Braves so many times a year. We see every other team in the NL East. We know the stats of Austin Riley or Michael Harris or Matt Olson, anyone. We know them. And because we know them, we have authority. We have real authority on how to say and what to say when it comes to a comparison. Now, without further ado, we're going to start off at the catching position. It's going to be Sean versus JT Muto. I think it's going to be Travis Darnell versus JT. Travis Darnell has more of a familiarity with the Phillies and with Elvis Kelly. That's fair. That's fair. And truth be told, you know, that's actually a very good point. Travis Darnell does often get the start against the Phillies. But let's say the tandem of Darnell and Murphy, because they're both pretty much tier one a a level starting catchers you know both of them can do that job now do you think that both of them as a couplet is better than jt real muto michael honestly i do jt's having down season this year hitting about 250 i mean sean murphy is probably what i think sean murphy's hitting 275 or now yeah, he's just a good backup. Even if we're comparing Darno to Stubbs, like Darno Lowe. That's a fair point, especially this year with Stubbs having also a down year. 
And you see that, ladies and gentlemen, that is a Phillies fan showing complete and objective understanding of who might be the better matchup. However, as a Phillies fan, and as someone who likes to think that he knows what he's talking about, I think that JT Real Muto is still one of the best catchers in baseball, top two, top three, without a doubt. I think that despite him having a down year for a majority of the year, he's really turned it up in this last month coming into the playoffs, which is insane. And it's exactly what the Phillies do. It's what they have done. And it's really helping them out. I think that his average and his stats and him as a catcher, catching caliber has gone up tremendously. I mean, he caught a no-hitter for Michael Lorenzen. He got a no-hitter out of Michael Lorenzen. Let me repeat that. All right. In his second start ever as a Philly after the deadline. I think that that has to warrant something. I think that the fact that JT absolutely killed it in the wild card series and he's been so hot and he's going to keep going. I think that the momentum is JT's. I think that JT is an overall better catcher than Sean Murphy. I think, and Travis Darno. I don't think that either of those catchers have even touched him even with a down season, in my opinion. And I think that the Phillies in this matchup have the better catcher. That's just me. Also, got to point this out. JT on the road has a 300 batting average. That was my next point. That was my next point. JT Ah, has been a road warrior. A road warrior for the Philadelphia Phillies this year. Those kids, man, at home. The three little girls that he had are driving him nuts. So he's probably happy that he is away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we have to go that personal, but <sighs> moving on to the next position. The next position is first base. Little bit of a weird situation on the Philly side of things. I would say that, you know, right now we have to consider Bryce Harper, possibly Bryce Harper, Alec Bohm tandem as our first baseman. But in this case, I think I'm going to just go strictly Bryce Harper and I'm going to consider him our first baseman. Bryce Harper was hurt the first couple of months, lost a bit of power, but he built it back up. He ended up hitting over 20 home runs this season, having multiple RBIs clutch hits and is still doing Bryce Harper things. Bryce postseason Bryce Harper is going to be insane. I think that he's still going to be clutch. I think he's still going to be great. But at the end of the day, truth be told, we're going to go objective here. Matt Olson hitting 54 home runs, getting traded from the athletics to the Braves and just absolutely off when given being facilitated with an actual well-paid supporting cast you know aptly paid supporting cast of the Atlanta Braves I think that Matt Olson has the edge here however I will say the fact that the entire season has just been spring training for Bryce Harper and him just building himself up and he's getting hotter and hotter by the minute I think that that warrants something. I think it's closer than people think, but I'm still going to give the edge to the Braves in this sense. What do you think, Michael? All right. I mean, you, you were pretty spot on there. Kind of took all the words out of my mouth. Harper's <laughs> coming in hot. He has hit. He's had a he had a bad bad wild card series with a you know two fifty average, which is yeah. bad. You know, it's it's bad for 
Harper's standard. But Matt Olson is just having an incredible year. He's hitting 280. He's hitting 280. He's got like 130 RBIs. Uh, and he's just a better first baseman at this moment than Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is new to the position, so I'm going to have to lean towards Matt Olson for this one. But not by much, closer than people think. Yeah, I think that you're absolutely true about that. And, you know, do you want you want to start us off with uh, our second base matchup? Uh, Scott and who is it? Arcia? No, not Arcia. I don't even know the Braves team. Well, it could be. Could be. It depends. Let's see. Oh, Albies. 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 Stott and Albies. All right, I'm going to go. This isn't even close. Stop by a landslide. He's hitting 290 this year. He's come up clutch in countless situations. All these is dog shit, man, compared to stop. And that is that is a nice way to put it. Okay. See, I don't know if we can say that. I'm going to be honest with you. See, I think that Stott is doing exactly what we wanted him to do, and he's breaking out. Do I think he's the second coming of Chase Utley, Lord, I hope so. And and honestly, he's got the he's got the look, he's got the grit, he's got the feeling that he, he's got very a Chase Utley vibe about him. And that and I and I I always compare him to that. And I don't think many people actually do, but I see like I see that in him. Like three hundred hitter has the potential to do twenty to twenty five home runs, you know. But. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Ozzy Albies takes the cake. I mean, Ozzy Albies, though average is not as great as as Bryson Stotts is. He is he has thirty three home runs. That doesn't matter. Home runs are not a good. Nine RBIs, OPS forty nine, and you know that. Like I, I think that Albies has the edge just slightly, but I think that Stott is more of a clutch player. I think that Stott has the ability to really like i mean they both actually hit the same average stott and albies just for people knowing same wow. amount of bats both hit 280 on the dot exactly this season the only difference is stott had 15 home runs and a 748 ops versus an 862 and 33 home runs i think that you have to give the edge statistically to albies at the moment but i think that it's it's closer than people think in a lot of ways. But I think I'm going to go Albies on this one. I have to. I think that the Braves Braves definitely have the superior second base in this case. All right, time for uh, Boehm and Riley. Boehm and Riley. Let's just settle the debate now. Riley, next. Yes. Like, <laughs> that is true. I, mean, that is true. I, I love Alec Boehm. I really do. He hit over 20 home – he hit 20 home runs this season – but that man is not Austin Riley. Austin Riley is a beast. He I know. is everything that you he is everything that you want your third baseman to be. He's got power. He's not that quick on the base path, but you know, I'm okay with his, that. His like, fielding is great fielding, footwork's great, good good throw, you know, good arm accuracy, good power, yeah. You know. Yeah, he's perfect. He's perfect. Yeah, he, he's 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 a great third baseman. I, I I think that you know when it comes to Braves third basemen, I hate them all. But truth be told, like you know, 
Alec Bohm is coming into himself. Alec Bohm finished the season off with the 274 average, 20 home runs, 97 RBIs, four stolen bases, and a 764 OPS in over 550 at bats. That is a great third season out of Alec Bohm. I'm not disappointed with that whatsoever. We had six people in this lineup with 20 or more home runs. And what do the Braves had? Six people with 20 or more home runs. I think that you can't deny that we match up well and it's much closer than all of these idiot pundits and every other analyst out there thinks. I think that they have no idea what it means to be in red October as much as they see the videos and see this. They're just looking at 104 wins for Braves teams and seeing that. They're looking at, oh, Strider wasn't healthy. Ronald Acuna was still coming back off of an injury. Like that, everything was falling into place for the Phillies. And yeah, in, in a way you can say that I, I will agree to that. However, a hundred wins means absolutely nothing. It does didn't matter. Did not matter in 2011. People got a ring by a dog. I know it, it doesn't we matter. Lost, we, we lost to the, to Cardinals. the Cardinals. In the we first the round, in five games, the Cardinals took us because they were hot. And even though the Phillies were by far one of the greatest baseball teams ever assembled that team. Like that 2011 team was different. It was different. We had five aces. We had five aces. I know. I know. And and, and people need to like remember that remember that Red October is back and it's gonna keep building. The fever, the fervor, everything. But, you know, to move on, shortstop. Now, I'm going to be the first one to say it. If, have, if there's anyone thinking that Orlando Arcia is anywhere in the realm of what Trey Turner is, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Trey Turner is the superior shortstop without a doubt. Orlando Arcia was a fill-in that they got from the Brewers. It's because they didn't want to pay Dansby Swanson. And that's he's having a career year, too. He's having, he's, he's having a decent year. He's hit 260, 17 home runs, 65 RBI, 741 OPS. But now, listen, everyone knows the drama that happened with Turner this year. He had a really great world baseball classic, slow start and everything. But Trey Turner ended up finishing out with the 266 average, pretty comparable to Arcia's. 26 home runs, 76 RBIs, 30 stolen bases. 30 two, for 30. You got to remember 30 that. for 30. He That's had, true. He's never caught. He was never caught. caught. And Arcia only had one. That was cool. And a 779 OPS. Trey Turner having a down year is by far and away the superior short, shortstop in this matchup. I don't think it's close. I think that anyone who would try to make an argument, you're out of your mind. And you're just like a Braves loyalist at that point. That's it. There's no, there's no nothing really to discuss. Do you feel any differently? No, no. Arcia, I mean, Arcia's pretty good. He's, he's a solid shortstop. I mean, you don't have one of the top, you know, five shortstops in the MLB. You want an average guy. He yeah. can do a little bit of everything about the average MLBO player. Yeah, I, I agree. Turner, man, 
He's gonna have a big series this series. He's having a big series. I I'm literally hoping that they can turn the tide on on uh on Strider. That's the goal. I'm very interested to see how this game plays out. I'm wondering whether or not the Phillies are gonna be trying to waste all of his pitches and get to that really bad bullpen early, or they're gonna do they're just actually gonna try to go after him. I don't know what they're gonna be. Well, we know Cassianos is a free swinger, so we'll start off with him. So who's out in right field for them? Who's out in right field for them? Oh, you want to do right field first? Yeah. Um, That would be Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field. And I, I mean, it, Cassianos, let's be real. I got to, I got to, we got to point out some things. And I know Michael's going to, Michael wants me to do this. Because Michael is a big <laughs> Casty loyalist. He's he is the biggest Casty fan you've ever met. Nick Castellanos in right field for the 2023 season made zero errors. He's the only outfielder, only right fielder, period, that made zero errors in the amount of times he started a game this season. And you know what? If he does not get the gold glove. We find out that the MLB is fraud. I mean, it's true, but you know. well, the thing is, this this can't be true because Rob Manfred actually came out and said that the Phillies carried the ratings in the 2022 postseason, and the Phillies are gonna do it again because we have the highest resale value out of any ticket on the market right now, ladies and gentlemen. Standing room only. For on SeatGeek is going for $297 on average, whereas an actual seat is about $200 less at Truist Park. That is crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. nuts. But I digress. The Braves have the superior right fielder at the time to- at this time. Just in all stats. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to win the win the MVP. He has a landslide. landslide. Like it's, it's no competition whatsoever. He had a 70, 40 season, which is literally like never been done before. Like it's actually remarkable that this man is, I, I despise this man. I hate that I have to play him 13 times a year, but I hate that he's that good. That's the, but you have to acknowledge, you got to acknowledge, you got to give credit where credit's the best. He's the best. Now, moving to center field. We're going to have to go with Marsh and Harris. Nope. Today. No, today. no, 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 no. I think that we oh, should. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Rojas, Rojas. Yeah. Rojas. I think that we should be going Rojas because Rojas has been consistently the center fielder for the Phillies uh, since he came up. He has not left center field. He is. He is firmly taken center field by the horns and the great part is i don't know if people are seeing this in the broadcast or even watching this when they go to the games but when there's a pop fly in the outfield outfielders are listening to rojas rojas is taking charge in center field being that outfield general that we have so desperately needed there were times when Brandon Marsh was in center field that Cassianos and Schwarber would not listen and just run around and get in the middle of things and balls would be dropped. 
And it does happen. I understand it, but it's a lack of communication. I don't think it's a lack of respect, but I think that Rojas is just so normal to that position. And Brandon Marsh is more of a left fielder. And we we've known this for a while. Um, I think we learned it pretty quickly once once Marsh came out in center field, and we saw. I mean, he was a good center fielder. He was serviceable, but he was he was. But like Rojas is light years. I mean, light years better than Marsh out in center field. Yeah, that's true. But we're today going to be comparing Michael Harris the second versus Rojas. Now the thing is, this Rojas had much 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 less at bats like literally 400 less at bats than michael harris the second and i think that it's kind of hard to compare the two because of that rojas did hit for 300 two home runs 23 rbis 14 stolen bases 772 ops to me rojas seemed like he got a hit almost every freaking game like ever since he came and that's like that's the crazy part now the other thing that I want to point out is this. I would like to also throw in Brandon Marsh because I had a little bit of a – I had an educated guess prior to the start of the season of Michael A. Michael Harris II um, and Brandon Marsh, given that I thought Brandon Marsh would be our starting center fielder for the entire year prior to the start of the season. I said that uh, – Brandon Marsh would have a higher OPS plus than Michael Harris the second. And I was correct. Brandon Marsh had a breakout season. And if you want to compare Brandon Marsh to Michael Harris the second, especially of a statistic such as OPS plus, which matters way, way, way more than most people think, I would argue that the Phillies have the superior center fielder, whether it is Marsh oh. or Ojas. I would. Wow. I am not a Michael Harris the second believer. I think he is a fraud. I do. I believe that he is not good at his job. I th- I don't agree at all. I know he's 22 years old and he's a phenom and he killed it last year. He won rookie of the year. I get it. I get it, but I don't believe in him. I don't believe in him. I think that he is going to fall off. I don't think that he is as good as people make him out to be. I think that Brandon Marsh had a better year overall statistically. And I think that Rojas could possibly be even more. I know Rojas doesn't have the power numbers that Michael Harris might have, but I think he's a significantly better fielder and a better player. And Brandon Marsh had a significantly better OPS in pretty much the same amount of at-bats as Michael Harris II. And I think that you can't really deny overall getting on base percentage and everything when it comes to that. So I'm going to go the Phillies on this comparison for center field, regardless of Marsh or Rojas. I like it. Good, solid choice. Can't go wrong with it either. I like Harris more than Marsh. That's I fair. Think Harris, I think Harris is a better fielder. Marsh might have a slight edge on the batting, but fielding is what's important right now in that outcome. So I'll go with Michael Harris. That's fair. And then last but not least, left field. Left field for the Braves is Eddie Rosario. Um, uh, we, don't have, we don't have to go over him. He's dead. 
And then, I mean, I mean, Marsh is, I personally think Marsh is better than Eddie Rosario. Eddie Rosario did have 21 home runs to Marsh's 12, but Marsh had a significantly higher OPS in general than Eddie Rosario. And I don't think Eddie Rosario is as consistent as Marsh is. Um, Now the argument could be made that we should be comparing Kyle Schwarber to Eddie Rosario. And even if you do do that, I think it's a little unfair since Kyle Schwarber is a, this he's a home run guy. He's a literally just average. a home run guy. He finished the year with a 197 batting average compared to Eddie Rosario's 255. I mean, but yeah. he had more than two times the amount of home runs <laughs> than Eddie Rosario did. And the funniest part is he had 104 RBIs, zero stolen bases, of course. And um, an 817 OPS to Rosario 730 or 740. So, I mean, truth be told, theoretically, you could say that Kyle Schwarber is the a better left fielder in this case. Brandon Marsh definitely is. But you could even still make the argument because of the power number, the power numbers, as well as the OPS numbers, you could really make the argument that Schwarber is the better left fielder. But right. we probably have to save a little bit for the designated hitter, which I guess we can just say is Kyle Schwarber in this case versus Marcelo Asuna. I mean, that's it's a lot tighter than people think. Marcelo Uzuna is having a career here. He's hit 40, 40 bombs this year, man. But he is coming off the injury list. He did get hurt at the end of the season. That's oh, true. I'm going to go with Kyle Schwarber here. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Schwarber hit 47 home runs to his 40 and had more RBIs, but Marcelo Zuna also had an over 900 OPS. So, I mean, as much as I don't like Marcelo Zuna as a person, as a player, he on paper is technically better than Kyle Schwarber all around. Like, I would take seven less home runs and 80 more points on batting average (laughs) Then I really would. I would say forty-seven for forty any day of the week for a two-eighty average. I would too. That would um, be phenomenal. If Kyle Schwarber did that, that would be insane. Um, but the, you know, the, it's not like he inched him out in stolen bases. Marcelo Zuna had zero stolen bases, like Kyle Schwarber. I mean, Kyle Schwarber is just way better. He has more stolen bases. That's just. It's just, it's just true. He's better. He's faster. I mean, come on. He's he's an elite base runner. That's what it's saying. It's sad to say it. He's an elite base runner. All right. All right. Now, we're going to get to pitching. We're going to judge the pitching as a whole, as starting rotation, and as bullpen. I think that that's pretty fair to do. I don't think we need to get too much into specifics. Um. I think that, you know, when it comes to the pitching, I think do it based on matchups. So you got to do Strider, Strider versus, Strider versus Rangers. I mean, sorry, uh, Suarez. Sorry. Strider versus Suarez. I mean, you can't deny Strider is, is, is that guy in a way, you know, he, he definitely killed it this year. He got 20 wins, you know, 
like the most strikeouts in Braves history in a single season. Um, and, you know, he's arguably the better pitcher in this sense. Ranger Suarez has had a bit of a down year, as much as sad as it is to say for me, who is a big Ranger Suarez defender. I think he's come up clutch. I think that he's been able to work into the seventh or eighth inning when he needs to, and he's had good starts. I think he's limited runs. I think that the Phillies defense just needs to be on watch. I think that when it comes to a lefty pitcher on the mound, and especially Ranger Suarez, who induces a lot of pop flies and ground outs, I think that just defensively the Phillies need to be ready because he's going to get he's going to get the brave the Braves hitters are going to hit but it's whether or not they hit into outs versus runs is going to determine what's going to happen and i think that ranger suarez has the ability to paint the zone and really dominate against this Braves team now the thing is this i i don't know how it's going to play out this could be a you know, an even, even matchup all the way through five or six innings before maybe one of them breaks out and gets a run or two before, you know, they get taken out or something like that. But I think that Ranger can hold his own against Strider. I think that tomorrow's matchup of Zach Wheeler versus Max Freed is going to be great. Phillies hitters love facing Max Freed. Love to face Max Freed. And then you have uh, the rookie, um, Bryce Elder, who actually did pretty well against the Phillies in, in the one start that he had, if I'm not mistaken, or the yeah. couple starts that he had. But you got Aaron Nola on the mound, and I'm all about October Nola. Let me tell you, October I'm all about October Nola, he, baby. Why can he not pitch like this? Oh yeah, I don't care. Just, I don't care. Don't make sense, as long but... as he does it where it matters, I don't. I don't care at all. I can forgive and forget. Truth be told, but you know, right now, I do think the Phillies have the superior rotation. I think that wow. Nola, Suarez, and hopefully, hopefully Sanchez is a. And if you need Walker, you do Walker. I still think that that five right there is way better than anything that Atlanta is putting out. Truth be told, I really, really do. I think that Atlanta, as much as people want to say they have the best, the better pitching, it's just Strider, guys. It really is just Strider. And Strider might give you two games, but at the end of the day, you need three to win. And for this series truth be told you need three to win and i'm gonna be honest with you it's just a lot of these guys on the braves are rookie pitchers that have been lit up this year a lot of them that they have and you know their bullpen is shaky but i give and i'm gonna be honest with you, the phillies bullpen has been a strength for a majority of the season it did you know get a little uneasy in these final months but uh Huh? Oh, yikes, man. Yikes. Yikes. Braves fan? Me too. Yeah. Braves fan? Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Michael's outside and he's doing the podcast and a Braves fan was uh talking some smack as he was walking by. And you know what that means. He's in for a world of pain. 
when it comes to the end of this game this evening. But when I please defeat the Braves five to two. Ooh, five to two. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to our predictions, before we get to our predictions, I do think that the Phillies have a superior rotation in bullpen. I think it's better than the Braves. I think the Braves are a lot more shallow, and I think that pitching wins championships at the end of the day. Michael, what do you think? Pitching always wins championships. I mean, you can score one run a game, and you got dominant pitching, you're going to win that game. That's true. Who do you think has the better starting rotation in bullpen? Uh, I'm going to go with the Braves for starting pitching. I I have to. I just can't. I can't. I can't take the Phillies. And for the bullpen, it's going to be the Phillies. That's fair. Who's your X factor in the bullpen? Craig Kimbrough. Really? Why? Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll stick with Craig Kimbrough. He's struggled as of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we know he's struggled as of late. He's, you know, after the All Star break has hit, his ERA has gone up. His innings have gone down. It's just he's our closer. We got to stick with him. And as long as he pitches amazing, we will win. That's fair. I think that if we have the lead going into the ninth inning, I think that he's going to be the the he's going to be the key. That's that's a really that's really good. My guy, Orion Kirkering, rookie, Ooh. rookie sensation, who has made the playoff roster as a 22 year old after being drafted in 2022. He is electric. That sweeper, the high velocity fastball. I think this man is going to do wonders for this bullpen. He hasn't been put into any real high leverage situation except for one in uh, one outing against the Mets, where he actually he allowed one walk in a hit, but then he ended up getting two strikeouts and ending the inning. Um, and he still has a zero ERA, has not given up a single run. Um, the man has been doing really well, and I'm expecting a big year out of him for next year, but I'm expecting an even bigger postseason out of this kid. And I don't think that he's worried about the spotlight. I think pitching in the wild card, he like he's already he's already gotten some of that postseason taste. And truth be told, the wild card and this division series is gonna be feel like a regular season game. Because we just played the Marlins, divisional rival. We just were, and we're about to play the Braves, another divisional rival. Truth be told, I don't think it's going to start feeling something, or this kid's going to start feeling something until the championship or the World Series round. Truth be told, because that's when it starts feeling like like the big lights are on you. But you know, I think, that, I, I think uh, I think that this is gonna I think this is gonna be a close series. But uh, Michael, you have something to say? Oh, I was gonna say another key guy in our bullpen is Sir Anthony. I'm worried. We get even. We even get half of what he was last year. We're gonna lose. That's true. He was so dominant last year. Every game that he came in, you knew that we were gonna win. You felt confident that he was gonna get the three outs, three straight guys right in a row. Mm -hmm. He is the key. So, what's your call on this series? How many games? Phillies and five. Phillies and five. Okay. 
I'm feeling Phillies in four. I think that the Phillies will steal one of these two games, whether it's today or tomorrow. I'm thinking please be, tomorrow. Please be today. Come on. Please be today. Um, I think that I think that the Phillies are going to win both games in Philadelphia. I think that the, there's no doubt in my mind. I don't think we're going to drop one in front of that home crowd. I don't think it can happen. I don't think that the players can let that happen. And I think that when, as much as they talk about how much this crowd is involved and it matters to them, it's going to take them in. It's going to get everyone together. It's going to give them that extra power juice or whatever they need. Michael's secret stuff. All right. That's what it's going to be. That's what the crowd is for the Phillies. Now, ladies and gentlemen, ran a little bit longer than we uh, thought it would, but we had a lot to talk about. We thank you for listening to our preview of the National League Division Series of the Phillies and the Braves, and we hope to be doing some recap prior to their return next week to Philadelphia. Hopefully, after, hopefully after we are two. Hopefully, we are two and out. Hopefully, we're it's two. All that we can. It's all that we can pray for. Guys. That's all we can pray for at this time. But you know what? It's going to be a good series, and we'll see you after game two.